0: Think about this. Our brains change. Memory is not amazing thing. What you think is in, in our there. Our brains Isn't aren't really finished. They're not fully cooked yet. You go rules. with your heart. You because don't have any brain. idea why yeah, because
1: we're, we're doing so smart of the things that we're doing. But here's the deal. Even the word resolution I- implies that we're done. And all we've done is state an intention.
2: I'm Bob Duke. I'm Art Markman. I'm Jack Anderson, in for Rebecca McEnroy. And this is Two Guys on Your Head. Today, resolution.
0: It's actually really valuable once a year or so to take a look back at who you were and to figure out whether you're happy being on that path. The problem is just saying, I want to be a different person next year, is actually not going to have any discernible influence on your behavior in that year right. at all. Would that, it, would that it were. I think all of us are susceptible to
1: responding to verbalizations as if they are true. And real. So if I say, you know, I'm going to start eating more healthy foods and trying to exercise more and those kinds of things... It feels good to say that.
0: I mean, it feels good to mm-hmm. intend that that's what I'm going to do. We have this positive self-concept, too. We want to be the sorts of people who yeah. would exercise on a daily basis, right. who would see our families more often, who would leave work early. That's the person we want to be. And honestly, right, we, as we've talked about in the past, there are so many factors driving our behavior that we're unaware of that we don't even feel all of the forces that are going to drive us back that's a great point. Yep. what we've done for years. Right, and right. and and that's why if you really want to succeed at your new year's resolutions you actually have to plan in advance. You actually need to take some time. You can't start this on December 30th and hope to succeed. So if if you're starting on December 30th, then what you need to do is to say, these New Year's resolutions aren't really going to kick in until February 1st. And in the month of January, I'm just going to figure out how the heck did I get here, Mm -hmm. right? And and once you spend a couple of weeks just looking at your behavior, then plan. I mean, generate a real plan for how you're going to change your behavior, a, a specific one. And
1: you bring up an important point that's come up in several of our discussions about how much of our behavior is being influenced and some would say driven by factors that are operating below our conscious awareness, which is why it makes it so hard to change. Because if you're not really recognizing what's influencing your behavior, the likelihood of being able to change your behavior
0: is really low. That's right. We have such a remarkable (laughs) lack of self-awareness. I mean, not just us, (laughs) but but people in general. Right. I mean, we, we, are, we live our lives in blissful ignorance of why we act the way that we do. And in, it's, 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 in fact, nearly impossible to change your behavior if you don't know why your behavior is the way it is. Yeah. If you're going to successfully change, then then that change has to start actually from the outside in, meaning right. you have to change the environment first and right. then let behavior follow that. Now, let's imagine that part of your resolution involves avoiding that single serving carton of Ben and Jerry's. The, those you know the beautiful pint cartons, and <laughs> the beautiful, pint. beautiful yeah are yeah, the beautiful they're beautiful, they beautiful. Are, they're beautiful. <laughs> that's they're, right but the right and so the luscious I think I they are they are wonderful <laughs> and, and dangerous because they have more calories than, than many small nations need to eat an entire year <laughs> and so um, how do you how do you get yourself to stop eating them well part of what you do is you stop buying them right? Well, that's easy if you live alone, but many people don't live alone. And so if you're going to be making changes to the environment, there's a good chance that those changes to the environment are influencing other people in addition to you. One aspect of this is we want to make sure that we actually engage other people in our efforts to change. And if you don't get their permission to change the environment, then uh, all you're going to get is rebellion, And I don't think we can overemphasize the importance
1: of making the environment more conducive to the goals that you want to accomplish. I mean, we do so many things in our lives where everything in the environment is conspiring against what we've said we'd like to have happen. And one of the reasons reshaping the environment is such a successful strategy in moving us toward a different kind of behavior is that the reshaping of the environment is affecting the part of our brain that's doing most of the decision-making. And this isn't to say that, you know, as human beings, we're just, you know, helpless and we can't make any decisions or accomplish anything on our own without some institutional structure to do that because that's, you know, of of, of course people are capable of doing that. But what we're talking about here is ways to make it more and less likely that a certain behavior is going to present itself. And for us... To acknowledge as human beings that, you know, there's a lot of what's going on that's driving my behavior that is, as Art has said several times now, influenced by the environment and the people we surround ourselves with and those kinds of things. So let's build a situation that makes it more likely that the things that I would like to have happen are the things that happen. I mean, one of the good reasons, I think, to pick your friends is that they bring out the best in you, to put it yeah. in the vernacular, right? I'm my best self when I'm around my friends. And 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 the reason is because they are supportive and reinforcing of the things that I like about myself, and they don't allow me to do things that I don't like about myself, right? right. They don't put up with that. And so... I built that environment for myself because I'm an intelligent human being. I know what it's like when I'm around my friends. Right. And so I pick friends that when I'm around them, I'm gonna behave in ways that I I, I aspire to. Right. right. Bob's friends don't let Bob be bad Bob. Be, <laughs> be bad Bob. That's, a, that, <laughs> that's exactly right. Because you know, I because I know bad Bob's in there, right? Yeah. Every religion, right, all those proscriptions is predicated because they, they know bad bad bob's in there. So yeah. they're not gonna yeah. put that up a situation where that's just allowed to run free. That's right. Right. Yeah.
2: we'll talk about labels with Dr. Art Markman and Dr. Bob Duke. You can listen back to this show or any of our archive shows at KUT.org and subscribe to the podcast and never miss an episode in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Our engineers are David Alvarez, Jake Perlman, and Michael Crawford. I'm Jack Anderson, in for Rebecca McEnroy, and I co produce Two Guys on Your Head at KUT Radio in Austin, Texas.